All right, how you doing, church? I was so nervous right then. (laughs) Well, it is good to be here and thankful uh, to you, church, for allowing me the privilege to to stand before you. Uh, Pastor Frank always gives me once a month to, I guess, maybe earn my keep, I don't know, to show that I'm, I'm doing something. And so since Daryl's here, uh, we always, you know, are out on time right at 12 so you can get, you know, to your lunch location. But Daryl, he likes to be late, so we're going to make you get out about 12.15, 12.20, if that's okay. Pat, I'm just kidding, brother. <laughs> uh, no, no, I love to pick on Daryl because he, he's a good man. Hey, so, uh, you know, uh, I've been studying a little bit, and last week we talked a little bit with the youth about respect. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we all think about sometimes. And, you know, so I decided that I wanted to share with you today uh, uh, some, some news about the, that particular word. And, 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 you know, since I've already said it, go ahead and get out of your mind that song by, yeah, yeah, Kristen. You're already doing it, I know. So don't be done with singing the song and just focus on what God's got for you. Just kidding, just kidding. No, but, you know, it's, it's very, it's obvious that we live in a society of people that are just plain out rude. I mean, it's not common that, that you come across people that are rude. I mean, minute by minute, each and every day, we find people that are just rude, you know. And uh, it's kind of like common courtesy is no longer available it's just history you know uh and 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 what's interesting is and when i was looking at this and the bible makes it very clear that respect is one of those values that's necessary for the christian life can i get an amen okay good all right so and also the bible is very specific uh about this in in that we find god wants us we find it tells us right here i'm not making this up god says that we should respect our parents god says that we should respect people in authority says that we should church leadership now not me just kidding you know but scripture also instructs us to to uh, uh that our wives should respect and reverence their husbands a husband should respect and reverence their wives, amen? And so it's, the scripture goes on and on. And, and here's the thing. If you think that someone doesn't fit into the above categories, the, the Lord tells us that we should respect and, and honor all of mankind. And I have scripture for you, and it's in 1 Peter chapter 2. If you want to go ahead and turn there, we'll give you a second to get there. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 is where we find this proof that God says. It says, look, the very first two words in this translation says, honor everyone. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, it says, honor everyone, love the brothers and sisters, fear God, honor the emperor. My translation says, honor the king. You know, I think, personally, we probably all want to be respected in some way or another, even our, our young children. They understand what it means. And, 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 and when we think of this word respect, uh, what, 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 what words come to mind? What other words come to mind? I, for me, it was like esteem, um, concern, admir- admiration, dignity. You know, kind of positive, warm, fuzzy feeling words, right? Is, is respect a good thing? 
Respect's a good thing, especially when it's mutual, when I'm respecting you and you're respecting me, then it's a really good thing, amen? <laughs> so uh, what I want us to do today, we're going to look at real quick, we're going to look at what God expects us, what expects from us regarding showing or giving respect. And so I have four reasons that we should look at how we should respect everyone. And here's the thing. This is what I want us to grab. We should respect everyone. I'll give you four reasons, but there's many more. But regardless of their lifestyle, regardless of the decisions they make in life, regardless of their behavior or beliefs, the Bible says that every person should be treated with respect. We just read it. And one of the four reasons why I think uh, that we can do this is because God made everyone. Amen? Everyone was created in the image of God. And we can look at Psalms chapter 8, verses 3 through 5. If you want to fumble through your Bible, it's on my Bible. It's on page 1357. Um, just kidding. Uh, Psalms 8, 3 through 5 says this. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him? A son of man that you look after him? You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. I mean, God does not make junk, right? He's not in the junk dealing business. I know sometimes we feel like some people are, but let me tell you this. They're not. No one, you know, there, there are no, this is going to be hard for you to believe, but there are no worthless people. You know, there's no worthless people, but there are people, Jerry, that do worthless things. <laughs> there are people that do worthless things. There are people that do wrong things, but they were all created and loved by God. And I'm thankful for that because I, I was, am, was, am and one of those people, you know. But honor and respect doesn't mean that we just maybe embrace their... Um, uh, things that they believe or not, that we agree with everything they, they, they are, we just respect them because they were created by God. That is important, I believe. God, and, 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 and I believe that God isn't finished with us, is he? I mean, he's got us here for a reason, amen? First uh, Peter uh, chapter 2, verse 10, if you'll go back to that, First Peter chapter 2, verse 10, it says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, it says, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. So, we were all once not God's people. We were not a people. But I tell you what, I know for me, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress, and we all continue to be a work in progress. Amen? Um, Philippians uh, chapter 3, if you want to flip over there. I've got a lot of verses that we're going to look at. It's going to be on the screen for those of you that can't flip through it there real fast. We're not doing Bible war or anything. Um, but uh, Philippians, Paul loved the church in Philippi, and it's chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and it says this. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. 
I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God, God's heavenly call in Jesus Christ. God is good, amen? You know, uh, the second thing that I believe is Jesus died for everyone, and that's, that's something that's easy to think about, but, you know, you may not think much about somebody. There might be someone that you know that you don't think a whole lot about them, but the fact is Jesus said that they're worth dying for. And I think that's important that we understand this, you know. Jesus died for all people, uh, people who don't believe in him. <laughs> yeah, he died for them, you know, people who, who reject him, people who choose to disobey him. Jesus died for them. Jesus died for me. And, man, I'm thankful. He, and, you know, he also died for, we, we, we read it, all people. The third thing, because it shows the third reason that we can show respect to others is because it shows we know God. Now, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, I don't think I put it on the screen, but it says this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, if you want to scroll to it. And this is, this is the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. So the Bible says that God is love, and if I don't know God, then if I, if I do know God, then I'm going to be filled with what? Love. Right, exactly. Thank you. Noah, he's paying attention. But here's the, this is what I want us to remember. This is big, church. You know, we must remember that culture, that society does not define love. That's what we need to remember. The Bible says that love is an action and that we are commanded to do it, okay? We are commanded to do it. To do it. In 1 John, uh, we just read that it says, the, in verse 7 of 1 John chapter 4, it says, God, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And then verse 8 we read already, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So the, Jesus was the ultimate example of love when he gave his own life on a cross for us, wasn't he? He was the ultimate example when he loved his people. Love. We talk about this word often, you know. It, it always treats people with what? Respect. It always treats people with respect. It, it, even, even when the, their life doesn't deserve it. Maybe even if it looks like life is going crazy for them. We are to treat everyone with respect. Think about the way Jesus did it. Jesus did it when he treated the woman with respect at the well. Treated her with respect. How about Jesus when he treated the, the adulterous woman who was about to be stoned with respect? How he treated Nicodemus when he came to him in his doubt and his insecurities. He treated him with respect. Even Judas treated with respect. I, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And, and I think I want my life to be that way that I treat people the way Jesus did. It's important, I think, that we, we grasp that. You know, 
Christian love reminds, we do it by reminding each other that we have an unchangeable status in Jesus Christ. Amen? And, 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 and we keep pointing each other to the cross and to the empty tomb and to, to the promise that Jesus is going to come again one day. That's what we're here to do, to encourage one another, right? That's, that's the gospel. That's the, the good news, what we teach the youth. What is the good news? The, la- the fourth thing I want us to think about is the because of the law of the harvest. This is why. Galatians 6 uh, seven and eight, we find that it says, if you want to look, the book of Galatians, uh, chapter six, verse seven and eight, it says, "Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh, but the one who sows to the spirit will will reap eternal life from." The Spirit. Have you ever heard the saying, you know, what goes around comes around? I mean, that was told to me my whole life. You're going to get it, boy. You know, <laughs> what goes around comes around. It's coming. You know, but, you know, uh, whatever you give out, you're going to get back, right? So I was raised with a lot of ridicule, so I gave a lot of smart aleck remarks back. And, you know, that's just the way we, we kind of did life. But it, it never pays to... Um, be rude, does it? It just doesn't pay. You know, rudeness, here's the thing. Rudeness always makes an impact, and it never makes an impact for love. It just never does that. It's something that's not uh, uh, capable of doing. And I think it's important that we remember this, too, that you impact others. Maybe we should say that to ourselves. I impact others. Say it. We do because your words impact others. The, the actions that we make impacts others. Even your, Kristen, even your inaction. I'm not talking about you personally. Even your inaction makes an impact on others. When, we, when we're ignoring someone, it's very, it's very possible that we're behaving rudely when we're doing that. Okay, give you an example. And I'm just going to be clear with you because I know every one of you has done this before too. I was walking in the wind, Dixie. And I saw someone, and I went, oh. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Um, But, you know, when I do something like that, if they saw me, what did I say? I said multiple things because of my actions. It's very, very, very easy to say things. But our words do matter. Um, across our, our nation, across our globe, uh, we find people full of rudeness and disrespect. And here, this is the last question I want to ask us today. How can we show respect to others in practical ways? I've come up with five. I know there's many. Uh, I, I've come up with five practical ways that we can do this. And, and I think the first one is when we speak, we need to be, we need to, to be tactful and not just truthful. The primary way of showing respect is with your words, right? I mean, the way we say something can go a long way in determining how well it's going to be received. In other words, hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good morning, buddy. 
Jeff. I mean, I said a lot more than just, hey, didn't I? By the way, I said it. I mean, this is communication 101, people. It's the simple stuff. You know, we, we need to be careful to how we say things. Um, learn how to be truthful, I say, and, and tactful at the same time. I think it's essential for being respectful. And tact is the ability to make a point without making an enemy. Tact, T-A-C-T, is when you tell someone hey, you know, I think it's a really good idea to go over there and jump off the bridge. And they go, man, I can't look, f- I look forward to the journey. You know, uh, you like we did, you know. Uh, tact is when you treat everybody as if they knew what they were talking about. Um, the second thing out of the five, when we are being served, and now this, is, this is the one that I know we've all experienced. Think with me for a minute. When we are being served, be understanding, not demanding. Okay, here's the thing. One of the greatest tests of our character is how we treat people when they serve us. Food servers, secretaries, employees, cashiers. When they're doing something for us, are we understanding or are we demanding? Dude, I've been waiting 30 minutes. Where's my iced tea? takes zero intelligence to be rude. Zero intelligence to be rude. But it takes great character and great maturity to be understanding and not demanding of people. The third thing, when we disagree, (laughs) this is a lot here today. When we disagree, be gentle, not judgmental. You know, these Pharisees that were in the Bible during the time of Jesus when he was walking the earth, they they were like the most conservative, religious people of Jesus' day. They knew Scripture. I mean, they knew the Old Testament back and front. You could not stump them on how well they understood Scripture. And they read the right commentaries. They read the right books. They, they knew everything, they, but they were legalists. They, they had no compassion for people who were suffering or who were struggling, going through pain. They only cared about that everyone followed the rules that they enacted as they defined them. And, and the Pharisees, they didn't even see themselves the same way. They didn't see themselves in this way. They, they believed that they were actually doing a righteous cause by, by, as they thought that they were doing God a service by treating people with disrespect and ignoring the wonder of God's mercy and love. And I think sometimes that we... When we treat people with disrespect, we're robbing them of what God wants to give, and that's mercy and grace. Amen? It's big, church. Um, it's big. Um, judging others is not our job. It's not our job. When, when we judge, we, we lose sight of what God's love wants to expect from His people, wants to give to His people. Not just those who believe, though. God wants us to, to love everyone. Ephesians 4.29 says this. And, and Paul writes to the church in Ephesus in chapter 4 of the book of Ephesians. Verse 29 it says, No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need 
so that it gives grace to those who hear. I mean, wow. Those are good words from our Savior. You know, the Apostle Paul, he reminds us that if we, we don't have love, then people won't hear the message and the truth that we want to proclaim. And what is that truth and what is that message? It's the grace and love of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what we're supposed to proclaim to them. The fourth thing is we, we <clears throat> excuse me, when we share our faith, we need to be respecting, not rejecting. We want people to know, I do, I want people to know about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. I, I want them to experience the peace and the love and the joy that only Christ can give that I have. You know, because I've always not experienced that type of peace and love. You know, B.C. Preston didn't have that. Now I do. And so I want people to experience that. I want them to understand what I know about Christ. And so when we share our faith, we must, we must do so with gentleness and with respect. You know, I know sometimes when you're talking to somebody, you know, I, multiple times I just want to cut the top of their head off, pour the information in, put it back on and go, get it? But it's not that way. We're the messenger. God is the message. We do our part. He's going to do his. We don't have to worry about him. He's going to do his part. Last thing, last thing, hardest to do for Preston just being real with you, church. Those of you who know me growing up, you'll understand. When people are rude, respond politely. It's hard. God expects us to react to every situation, every individual in a manner that is biblical. Now, that wasn't, I wasn't very good at that. Still working in a work in progress on that. Smart aleck stuff comes to me, buddy. I can give it back. I'm good. You know, I'm not proud of that. I just know it's there. I don't like it anymore. I want to be different. So this is to me. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says this. Same book, Ephesians. We're not very far. Paul, we're still uh, writing to the church in Ephesus. Uh, Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath Shouting and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God has also forgave you in Christ. I mean, God is good, amen? In in the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus was preaching his great sermon, He, he actually equated anger. In chapter 5, if you want to look it up, verses 21 through 26, you go home and read it later. But Jesus, when he was preaching this, he, he equated anger, insults, and abusive speech with murder. And he said that they all deserved hellfire. Go read it. Chapter 5. Book of Matthew, Sermon on the Mount. Even Jesus' brother, even James, he pointed out the hypocrisy of praising God while cursing someone made in his image. In other words, do you have someone in your family that you're just washed your hands of? We can't be like that, church. We can't be like that.
respect for all mankind, for all humankind, regardless of ethnicity, gender, beliefs, lifestyle, social status. It isn't just good theology. It's what we're to do. I mean, it's our creation mandate and our command from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as members of the kingdom of God. I'm a member of the kingdom of God. Are you? Have you asked Jesus to be your Savior and Lord? I pray that you have. There's no excuse for rude or disrespectful behavior in the life of a believer. We have, we have a responsibility to represent Christ. That's an important value that we must build our lives upon, showing respect. I want to leave you with this quote. Ten minutes early, Daryl. John Othberg, Orthberg, Orthberg, however you say it, says this is when we live in the love of God, we begin to pay attention to people the way God pays attention to us. You know, so like I said, if, if you're here today and you've never you know, asked, if, if you're asking yourself, you know, I'm not sure if I'm a Christian. Ask yourself this. Have I asked Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord? And if you haven't, well, you're not a Christian. And that's okay because you can be today. Jesus says he wants you to be in the kingdom. And he gave his life for you on a cross. And that tomb was empty on the third day for you. And his promise of him returning one day is for you. And that's what we call the good news, and it's for everyone. Okay, so if you're that person and you've never said yes to Jesus as Savior and yes to Jesus as Lord, you should do that today. And so I invite you to do that today. Tara's going to come, and she's going to lead us in a song of invitation. And we're going to sing, and we're going to sing out praises to God. And if you feel led... And if you feel called to come and give your life to Christ, do that today before the day is over. If you feel like you just have something you need to